Welcome to Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Oda. Are you making the most of your experience as a spiritual being in physical form? Do you want to live with greater levels of peace and integrity? Today, Lisa and her guests will help you discover, uncover, and recover what's missing in yourself. Now, here's your host, Lisa Tremont Oda. Welcome, everyone, to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and I am so excited today to be talking about abundance with our guest, Derek Rydell. Uh, I would, yes. I'm just going to dive right on here today. Let's do it. So much to cover. Let me go ahead and introduce Derek. Derek is one of a new generation of spiritual visionaries and thought leaders who has touched the lives of hundreds of thousands of people across the globe with his cutting-edge spiritual principles and success strategies to achieve financial freedom and abundance, master productivity and creativity, and gain true wealth and happiness. Derek's diverse background includes trading top executives of Fortune 500 companies, including American Express and the Walt Disney Company, Fun Fun, in empowered leadership and communications. And he coaches celebrities and media professionals, including Oscar and Emmy winners, on creating conscious entertainment. I also know that he's a singer and songwriter because I have read his book. <laughs> uh-huh. He's also the number one best-selling author of Emergence, Seven Steps for Radical Life Change, which shows people how to tap into the pattern of perfection in any area of their life and create the right conditions for it to unfold. In his new book, which was just released, what, a couple weeks ago? I believe. Last last week. Excellent. Awesome. Hot off the press. It's called The Abundance Project, 40 Days to More Wealth, Health, Love, and Happiness. And that will be the topic of our episode today. Derek presents in that book a time-tested system for activating the abundance principle, which sets you free from the belief that outer conditions determine your life and shows you how to generate everything you need, no matter the conditions you face. Wow. Well, I will tell you, Derek, that I have been pouring through your book nonstop. Mm. It's very well written. And um, yeah, it feels like a page turner to me because the topic is it's just so inspiring. And the way that you present these principles, it's I mean, I can I can feel the abundance flowing even more just just in reading it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So thank you for all you've done. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And it's my honor to be here talking to you. Excellent. Thank you. Well, Sacred Exploration Radio, uh, we it's right on target with what you're doing here because the focus is really to bring forth our authenticity, to live our full expression, to celebrate that which is sacred uh, within all of us, no matter our background, ethnicity, color, geography, any of that. It's to celebrate yes. our human potential. So um, you speak a lot to that in your book. Uh, where do we begin? <laughs> you tell me I can go anywhere. I mean, I can, I can, you just pull the string and I, I'll just, I'll just start talking. Um, we can certainly begin. Well, maybe I can begin a little bit by sort of how I got to be teaching this stuff, a little, a little background just to give people a little understanding. Sure. I, uh, like so many people struggled to improve my life for a long time, a lot of years. And, uh, after over a decade of self-improvement attempts, uh, the only thing I'd improved was my ability to describe why my life was so messed up. <laughs> so I, could, I, I was very good at describing why things didn't work, but things still didn't work. In fact, I got so frustrated and felt so much more inadequacy that I got addicted to drugs and alcohol and almost died of an overdose. And then that wasn't enough to crack me open after being in the emergency room and, and being told by the doctor I was lucky to be alive. I just figured I just had to work harder, work smarter, try to work faster, attract more, something, and uh, doubled my efforts and uh, cut to a couple months later, I was doing a film in Jamaica as an actor and uh, everything fell apart again. The movie director was fired, actors were being fired, we had to reshoot everything. I had a messy uh, onset romance and I just felt like I couldn't catch a break. And so I went diving in a coral reef alone, which was my first mistake. And, uh, and then I prayed to get lost from everything above, you know, like haven't we all felt that way? Mm -hmm. And that was definitely my second mistake because it turns out I actually had powerful prayers and I got very lost. I got trapped in this coral reef and nobody knew I was there. 
So nobody was coming to save me. And I was trapped in this pocket of spiked coral that looked like an underground, underwater booby trap tomb out of an Indiana Jones movie. Just rows of spiked coral inches from my throat, my neck, my face, my stomach, just ready to puncture me at any moment, at any breath. If I breathed too deep, if I lifted my head, if I tried to swim, I, could, I was stuck. And I had to stay afloat with just the, the tips of my fingers um, so I wouldn't be skewered. I couldn't touch the, the walls, which were this close to me, very, very close, because they were covered in fire coral. And one touch was like a thousand jellyfish stings, and the shock of it would have driven me right into these spikes. And I was there suspended for a very long time as it began to get dark, and sand sharks began to swim beneath me. And at a certain point, I, I was exhausted, I was done, and I knew I wasn't going to make it. It was a sense of such finality that all that was left was for me to surrender. It was the first time I'd ever surrendered, really surrendered, not uh, a negotiation. You know, and it wasn't, God, I promise if you get me out of this, I'll go to church on Sunday. It was unconditional, non-negotiable surrender. And in that moment, something flashed. There was a flash. There was a cracking open. And I, and I saw that the self I'd been trying to improve all these years was really a fictional character, an amalgamation of peer pressure, parental fantasy, societal conditioning, and nothing I ever did was going to make him enough. He was a character. He wasn't real. And right behind him, there was the real self that had never been damaged, never been hurt, so it couldn't, didn't, didn't need to be fixed, and it was already complete and perfect. And so it couldn't be improved upon. It actually, self-improvement was an oxymoron when you understand the real nature of the self. Now, this was all a flicker. I didn't have the language for it then. But in the next instant, I was standing outside of the pocket of coral looking in. I was standing on the one little bar of coral that was protruding from the water. I'm still not sure how I got there. Um, and the exit was inches from me the whole time. I just couldn't see it. And the maze of coral became like a metaphor for my life. I had been swimming through this labyrinth, following all these brightly colored things, trying to get lost from the pain I had been feeling for so long. And I was literally drowning. And now I was literally drowning. <laughs> and, uh, but something shifted so dramatically that it was like Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. Mm -hmm. And I knew it. I knew that the guy that swam in was not the guy that swam out but I didn't know what had happened. I just knew nothing made sense anymore. And I pulled out of society. I tried to become a monk and that didn't go so well. <laughs> About a week into my trip at a monastery <clears throat> in silence and fasting for the first time, I got so freaked out that I broke into the monk's kitchen in the middle of the night and stole food out of the refrigerator. I'd love that like some, yeah. like some little feral creature, right? right. And, um, but ultimately, I went into my own in, in hiding, my own cloistering, and I went on this inner journey, and I discovered that the whole model of self-improvement was backwards, that we've been taught that we've come here empty, and we have to figure it out, make it happen, draw it to us, attract it to us, achieve it, improve ourselves into it. And in fact, all of that is not only exactly opposite and wrong, it's one of the biggest reasons that we create so much resistance and so much struggle and so many obstacles to what is actually a much more natural process of emergence, that everything in nature emerges. The acorn doesn't go out and achieve an oak. It doesn't improve itself into an oak. It doesn't even attract an oak. I'm sorry, law of attraction people. It, when the conditions are right, it emerges out of the acorn. It's already there in the pattern in the field, and, and it just needs the right conditions. And we could say the exact same thing for the Big Bang. There was this invisible pattern of infinite potential, conditions became right, and bang, the universe emerged. So there's only evidence of emergence. There's no evidence that, that one piece of life over here has to attach another piece of life to it to become more. It's, it's really always a process of emergence. And when I, when I began to understand and apply that, my life began to work finally. I began to blossom and um, in ways I never could have imagined, but in ways that were ultimately the truest life that I'd always wanted to live. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you know, led to my first book, Emergence. Right. 
Um, and often seem that we rise out of the, the darkness. I mean, I, I had a surrender experience yeah. too, which was just that I had obsessive compulsive disorder as a child. And that was my first real healing was when I completely, like you said, no negotiation, complete surrender. Now, yeah. the thing is, okay, so here we are at the, as we do this episode, it's March, St. Patrick's Day is just around the corner. But as you say in your book, uh, abundance is not about luck but rather it's the law. Can you say more about that? Yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, as I began to teach the emergence work and practice it myself, my life was really growing. The core of the emergence, as you said, is about finding, discovering that perfect seed pattern of, of true potential in, in your life or in any area of your life, and then learning how to create the conditions for it to unfold. But what I discovered is there was a secret to abundance in there and it was held in the fourth stage of the emergence process, which is whatever's missing is what you're not giving. So give what appears missing. And really at the root of that idea is, first of all, what I call the great reversal, which is that life's not happening to you. It's happening through you and it's coming from you. And so that's why whatever's missing is what you're not giving. And wherever you go, you can only meet what you bring because it's coming out of you. In fact, the word human comes from Sanskrit that means the dispenser of divine gifts. And so that was a big revelation. And again, when I went back and studied the great master teachings, it's what they were always teaching. We just hadn't understood it. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that the key to abundance wasn't just that it's coming out of you, although that's a big piece, but it was circulation. It was the law of circulation. And that is that you can't give what you don't have, you can't keep what you don't give, and you can't sustain what you don't receive. It's one complete cycle or circuit, like breath. You have to first breathe in and have breath in order to breathe out, right. and then you have to be willing to receive breath back in. You can't do only one or two of those steps. And a lot of people are in some ways trying to breathe out all day or all their life, and you die if you do that. But we, we're, we're tricking ourselves into thinking it's possible. So what happens is if, you, if you, any area of your life is stagnating, meaning there's not an abundance, whether it's love, joy, creativity, opportunity, wealth, whatever, there's a broken circuit, which means there's no longer circulation happening or very little. And, and this isn't woo-woo. This is a natural principle. All of life is based on a circuit whether it's even mechanical or organic. And, and wherever there's more circulation, there's more growth, there's more green, there's more life, there's more power, there's more abundance. Wherever there's a diminishment of circulation, stagnation sets in, and eventually you have a swamp, right? If there's no inlet or outlet to water, <clears throat> it becomes a swamp, the water dies, and everything around it dies, and the animals won't even come and drink from it anymore, and the whole ecosystem breaks down. That's what happens in our own life when circulation stops. And so in the Abundance Project, I walk you through diagnosing where are the broken circuits, where is there not circulation, and how you don't have to wait for anybody or anything else to change to become a massive generator of this energy that you can begin circulating in your life. And when you do that, your swamp turns into an oasis in the middle of the desert and a garden begins to blossom around it. Yeah, I loved reading about that principle because it reminded me of, um, I don't know when I, I, I heard it first or learned about it first, but I remember using the phrase a lot for myself, we keep what we have by giving it away. And it was just such an yeah. aha for me in that even in teaching, like whatever a teacher teaches to their children or whenever I teach other people how to eat well, it comes back to me because then those people end up cooking better and I get to benefit. So it yeah. is like the circulation and it can be found in the smallest um, details of life. It's yeah. absolutely well, not only that, not only that, but as you teach it, what actually happens is you're opening up a channel where more and more of that wisdom starts to flow through you and from you. And so you notice when you're teaching and teaching and teaching, you never run out of the, the right. teaching. Exactly. You don't have less That's teaching. That's why I'm doing a radio show now. So right, exactly. And it's so much fun to see what shows up. Exactly. You know, I, I, I train sometimes, uh, recent, my recent launch for my book and my program, I was doing five-hour training calls every day, not to mention back-to-back -back interviews. And it wasn't like at the end of five hours, 
I was out of material or I had no, I, I, I used up all of my in, intelligence. Um, no, there was, it had just grown and grown and grown and new distinctions and new ideas and new possibilities and more energy. So yeah. I was more inspired, more pumped up and had a deeper understanding of what I was teaching by circulating it. Excellent. Well, it's time for our first break already. So um, everyone wow. hang tight. I know it goes by fast. Uh, we need a more of an abundance of radio show time. That's okay. We'll be right back with you with Derek Rydell. I'm Lisa Tremont Ota, your host on Sacred Exploration. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet. Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Trimonota and Lisa Ferrer this April for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota. You're joining me on Sacred Exploration. And I'm here today with our guest, Derek Rydell, author of The Abundance Project. And um, you know, before break, we were talking about the fact that uh, we have everything we need. And that's been my mantra, actually, recently, is I have everything I need. And I was, I was just speaking to Derek over the break about the fact that he showed up as this esteemed guest because I was looking for my future guests. And, you know, it's there. It's, it, I have everything I need. And I've, I've found that to be true over and over and over again. Um, do you want to say a little bit about that, Derek, from your viewpoint? Sure. sure. I think it's important to really understand something because we hear that a lot, certainly in the self-help, new age, spiritual arenas. We hear the things like, all there is is love, or God is all there is, or I have everything I need. And then people kind of sit back or expect a miracle to happen. And so I've been really talking to people lately about we need to replace our wishbone with a backbone. And um, that, that it's true that we have everything we need, just like it's true electricity is everywhere. And it was there during the time of Buddha, but it didn't do him any good, even though he was Buddha. So it's true that all there, it's like right now people are listening to this via a radio station. Um, and if it's a station where they have to tune in, if it's online, you don't, but still like a radio station, your favorite music is broadcasting right where you are. You're inundated with broadcasts and there's information and inspiration. And if you were tuned into that station, you would experience it and it would change your life. And hopefully that's happening now. But if you're not tuned into it, it's still right where you are. It's still broadcasting. The frequency is right there. It's just as real as it ever was and ever will be but it's not manifest in your experience until you are tuned into that same frequency. 
There's nothing woo-woo about this. It is science. When you tune into that station, you don't manifest something that doesn't exist. You can't. It's impossible. You make that which is invisible manifest. You have a manifest station, manifestation. And that music wasn't in the future. It wasn't in the distance. It's right where you are. And that's true for every quality that you want to experience more of in your life. The love, the peace, the joy, the wealth, the health, the happiness, the wisdom, the genius, the intelligence. It's infinitely right where you are as a broadcast, as a frequency. But if you're not tuned into it, it might as well not exist like electricity during the time of Buddha. And so the key is, even though you have everything, you know, it only will become a manifest part of your experience as you are in alignment with it. And to do that, you have to begin to bring your mental, emotional, physical, vibrational nature into harmony. And this is actually what the esoteric meaning is when it says in the Bible, where two or more are gathered together in agreement, there I am. It's talking about this dialing in of these different parts of you. And a lot of times we say all there is is love and everything I need is here, but then we have a conversation often where we're talking about there's not enough to go around, the economy's bad, or I want to have a great new partner in my life, but then we talk and we're, we're saying, I believe it, I'm loved and my perfect partner's showing up. And then we talk to a friend and we're complaining like there's no good men out there or no good women out there. And it's just important to know that you're not in tune. You are, you are a house that is divided. And so... You have to be taking action, having conversation, thinking, feeling, walking, talking, and creating an environment that is increasingly congruent with the thing that you want to experience in your life. As you do that, you don't make it happen, but you make it welcome because it's already happening. Right. Well, I think that's an excellent point. Like, for example, in your book, you talk about these blind spots. And um, I highlighted for myself abundance blind spot number three, which the blind spot is that to believe that you have to believe to receive and that that's all you have to do. But then you say that the awakened abundance truth is that you have to ask to receive. And I love that one too, because it reminds me of what I would do with my boys. My boys are now 21 and 18 years old, but even when they were young, and I still do it with them to this day, if they wanted to, um, I don't know, go on a, go on a ride that they weren't able to go on because the park was going to close early. That's not a good example because the park wouldn't stay open just for us, but it could be anything or even my son getting an internship, an exciting internship. I would say to the boys, now, how did that happen? And they would say, because you asked. And I said, that's right. And that, that theme I've played over and over for most of their lives with them. And that's what you're saying is that, you know, again, this idea that it's not luck, that we, it's not, it's not enough just to believe, to receive, but that we actually have to ask, we have to, we have to take some actions and put some practice in place. Yeah. Life is not luck. It's law. It's not personal. It's principle. It seems like things are happening randomly, but they're always happening according to a principle to a law, to a, an underlying order. And it's about, and you cannot change the nature of life no matter how hard you pray or try. None of your prayers are affecting God or the nature of reality. All that your prayers and affirmations and visualizations and meditations can ever do is affect to what degree you're in alignment with what is real and what is true. And But you do have to get into alignment with it because it, you, you've evolved to the place where it's not just going to happen, it's going to happen just, meaning it's going to happen through law and in a, in a proper understanding. And it's like, you know, if, if you don't understand the principle of aerodynamics um, or if you don't understand the principle of buoyancy and, or no, let's just say aerodynamics and you build a plane incorrectly because you don't understand the principle, it doesn't matter how much you pray, visualize, meditate, believe, that plane's not going to fly or if it does get off the ground, it's going to crash. You could be Jesus or Buddha or Mother Teresa. It's still not going to fly. Or you could be Hitler and the worst person in the world, but if it's in alignment with aerodynamics, it will fly. So it's important for us to understand that because we often look around and go, I'm such a good person. Why are all these bad people having more money than me or more success or more opportunity or whatever? And we just don't understand that life doesn't work that way. There's a principle. 
And when you, and what I'm trying to help people understand is the principle of abundance or the abundance principle and how to bring their life, how to make their life aerodynamic finally so that it can fly, so that it can get off the ground and get lift off, you know, escape velocity. But the ask thing is an important thing because just to give a quick little foundation, it's all within you. The nature of abundance or wealth is not material. It's invisible or spiritual or energetic or intelligence. Just like there was nothing in the beginning and then a big bang and there was everything. Well, there was the nothing, the no thing was really something. It was substantial because you can't actually create something out of nothing. There has to be something, information, a pattern. And, and then it emerged and became manifest possibility. So that is the nature of all, of all creation. It's invisible. All the stuff comes from non-stuff. So all of that non-stuff is inside of your consciousness. It's inside of you. The next obvious question is, okay, how do I get it out? And then we talked about in the beginning, you have to start learning how to circulate it. You have to stop waiting <clears throat> for someone to change or something. Kind of like you have to fake it till you make it a little bit, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. And people go, well, isn't that wrong to fake it? And I say, no, that's how every single um, child learns. They model. Another way to say it is model. Because when you're modeling, you actually start to get into alignment. You start to feel what it feels like. And when you start to have that feeling, that is the frequency of that reality and you're now beginning to circulate that energy. So, so you have to start thinking, feeling, walking, and talking in a way that's generating this. But in a more simple way, um, if you're in a relationship and you're waiting for them to be more loving or appreciative or validate you more before you're going to love and validate them more, it's kind of all give as good as I get. Or you're at a job and you're going to wait until your boss is nicer or you get a better position or you're more respected, or you're paid more, or you get a better job, then you're really going to show up. And you think somehow that's a, an empowered stance. It's actually one of the most disempowered stances. Because what you're doing is you're withholding all of the qualities that you're waiting to experience. Right. So if you begin to bring excellence, bring joy, bring passion, bring inspiration, bring creativity, bring the very best you have, you'll start to expand your vibration, your field, you'll be happy. And I've literally done this. You'll start to experience your own abilities at a whole new level. And then that environment will either adapt to meet you or you'll be moved into an environment that will. And so that's, that's the circulating part. But the part you mentioned, and then we'll, I'll turn it back to you, that's not always enough. Because once you're circulating all this energy, although nobody in the world is your source, everybody is a potential channel right and so by at when we hear the old ancient teaching ask and you will receive knock and the door will be open seek and you will find ask seek and find is the way you open the channels of the world to now pour all of this abundance that you've been circulating and that's when when you put those two pieces together you're circulating and generating and then you're asking now you open up the channels and like a mighty river rushing downhill without a boulder in sight, your abundance can start flowing again. So, and, and when you ask somebody something, you're giving them the opportunity to give. To circulate, which exactly. infuses the circulation. Exactly, and if you realize they're not the source of it, so you can let go of the shame, the guilt, the apologies, all the, the baggage and the shadows around that you're taking something from someone, but instead realize you're the source of it. They're just a channel. And if you can hold that space for them while you ask, not only will you be more likely to, to receive, but that interaction is no longer transactional, but becomes transformational. You don't have a, a zero sum game where you now have an extra piece of the pie and they have less. The pie itself expands and everybody has more as a result. Right, right. It's very um, powerful. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly powerful. And then um, there was this piece that I found in your book where you said, um, this is kind of on the idea of the relationships, where you said the key is that whatever you are in, the, wh that wherever you are in the present moment, you are engaging it fully as if it's your idea, deal, rather than waiting for things to change before you show up completely. 
This yeah. is what activates and unlocks your greater potential. If you're waiting, hoping, wishing, but not expanding in whatever condition you find yourself in, you're blocking your potential from emerging. So if we're in a relationship that isn't functioning to our ideal, instead of waiting for that person to change or even, I guess there would be action in, in telling them what we would want. That's good. Absolutely. Well, that, that, absolutely. That's the asking part. That's mm-hmm. what I was saying. So this is our false conditioning we we have been born to believe that life is happening to us that we are the victim of conditions and that is completely false and conditions have no power they never have all a condition is is an old thought that has become coagulated and congealed into what we call material experience but it's just an old thought like the wake of a boat is the evidence a boat's been there, but it's not driving the boat, right? So a condition is the evidence that a thinker has been there, but it's not driving the result. You are in this moment determining by what you're generating, like the driver in the boat, only where they're steering and the energy they're generating now is what's determining where they go, not their wake. And so when you're in a relationship or anything, that remember life's not happening to you it's happening through you and it's coming from you and so whatever's missing is what you're not giving whatever you meet is what you're bringing and whatever you're waiting for you're waiting with and you're weighing it down and so that's why i call this the ultimate weight loss program um w-a-i-t because because it's really true and and this is self-evident when you begin to show up and 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 just decide this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be because I want to be it. And every place where I'm deciding to withhold part of me for any reason is is stagnating me. That's why I'm sad. That's why I'm angry. That's why I'm depressed. Mm -hmm. Depression is the lack of expression. You know, if the sun stopped shining a ray of light on everybody that cursed the sun and hated the sun and blocked the sun, eventually the sun would go out, right? But the sun doesn't care what you think about it. It's going to be the sun. It's going to shine unconditionally. That's how we need to begin to live. So in a relationship, you start bringing the version of you that you would be if you were in the relationship of your dreams. You start loving, supporting, um, respecting, approving. And you also have to start treating yourself the way you would treat yourself if you were in the relationship of your dreams. Don't forget that. A lot of us heart-centered, spiritually inclined people are very quick to give, give, give to another, but then they get burned out and overwhelmed because that's just breathing out, breathing out, breathing out, and you die. So you have to keep breathing in. So you have to also ask, if I was in the relationship of my dreams and I was loved and adored and worshipped and celebrated and served, which you deserve, how would I treat myself? How would I feel about me? How would I care for me? And suddenly you're like, well, I would take time for my own work. I would have great self-care. I would exercise more. I would follow my dreams. And then I would bring all that juiciness back to my partner. And we would just rock it together. Yes. And in the relationship you're currently in that sucks, you're not doing that, are you? So you're waiting for them. Or if it's stagnated, you're waiting for them. Or you don't believe you can really love yourself that way because right. you're afraid you'll lose them. That's so key. You- And when you understand this, it transforms everything. Now, it doesn't mean that relationship will stay. But it does mean that's the only way it could ever become what you want it to be. That's the only way. To to quote an author I know named Derek Rydell in his book. (laughs) Have you heard about him? He says, and we're going to go to break break soon. So, but but you you said that, um, I love this. It, it, It doesn't take two halves, meaning like H-A-L-V-E-S, right? Two halves to make it whole. It takes two halves, H-A-V-E, right? right. And that we each need to have within ourselves this fulfillment, this ability to please ourselves and be happy and nurture ourselves and nourish ourselves in order to fully show up with another. Exactly. In other words, you need to come into a relationship not to get something, but because there's more and more you want to be able to give. You want to be able to unleash more of who you are. You're in love together. That literally says it. You're in it. It's not coming from them. By the way, that quote is actually, I believe, attributed to one of my mentors, Michael Beckwith, who's a powerful teacher. But yes, you're coming to a relationship, bringing it. And then when two people come together, bringing it, 
it multiplies it and magnifies it like like no other exponentially yeah. exponentially yeah. makes it so much lighter too because nobody's depending upon the other to complete them exactly exactly but you still need each other for the shadow dance and for the contrast and that container that allows for it to be a crucible of transformation it's just you have to remember it's not coming from them it's ultimately coming from you and source which is within which is within you yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to go to our second commercial break. Facebook Live people hang with us, and we will return shortly to Sacred Exploration with Derek Rydell as my guest. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet. Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Tremonota and Lisa Ferrer this April for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, with my guest, Derek Rydell. And... Um, Let's see, we finished off before the break speaking about relationships and, and showing up to them fully and being the have so that the two halves can come together in wholeness. Um, how about if we shift the conversation just a little bit to wealth and health? Sure. What would you like to know? <laughs> well, I think you have um, a parallel between well, I guess what, there's so many things, but how about if we talk a little bit about like how wealth and health are connected or yeah, right. Cause yeah. we'll do an interesting uh, dance. Between yeah. Them. yeah um, absolutely. And uh, before we jump in, should we just let people know where to get the book in case they have a time good, thing? Good, good. Why not? Yeah. So if, if you guys want to grab a copy, you can get the book, obviously wherever books are sold, but if you go to the abundance project book.com, theabundanceprojectbook.com, I'm going to give you $1,238 in real live coaching, mastermind support, so that you can actually create your own abundance project around whatever area you're most struggling with and want to take a quantum leap in and, and really support you in that. So just go to theabundanceprojectbook.com. And while you're waiting for your copy of The Abundance Project, uh, you can also go check out the podcast of the same name, The Abundance Project, listen to some training, start applying it, practicing it, and then by the time you're ramped up, the book will be uh, arriving. So awesome. the, the um, yeah, so the thing about it is, is most the time when it's about wealth or money, it's rarely about actually about money. 
And um, it's really about what it means to us. And at the end of the day, for most people, wealth or money represents safety and security and support. And, and sometimes power, confidence, self-worth. And those qualities are also often very much at the root of our own health and well-being. When we don't feel safe, when we don't feel secure, it, it produces all kinds of toxic chemicals and um, uh, stress chemicals and all kinds of compensatory behaviors, coping mechanisms, that control mechanisms that produce even more, release even more stress chemicals um, that disturb our sleep, et cetera, et cetera. So at the root, what we're all really seeking is to feel at peace, is to feel safe, is to feel secure and supported. And an individual that truly feels that way, um, you know, if you look at the word disease, dis-ease, it's a lack of ease. It's a lack of harmony. And we're split. We're torn because we, we, we're afraid and we don't feel supported. We don't feel taken care of. And we're just afraid at any moment the bottom could drop out. And that's fundamentally not aligned with the way life really is, but that's the way most of us have been conditioned. And so a lot of times when we begin to really develop and work on those core qualities, not only does our health tend to improve, we have more energy, we have more circulation in our body, literally, and in our energy fields, but we also tend to, it's, it's all connected in a spectrum. We tend to have more energy, we tend to then have more uh, intel, brain capacity, we tend to be open to more inspired ideas and guidance and clarity where before we were foggy, something that opens up the path to take new compelling right actions, which leads to new opportunities and relationships, what ultimately leads to greater expression of our potential and our purpose, and ultimately greater success. Another thing to understand is that um, not living our true purpose, not living and giving of our true gifts, is also one of the most fundamental causes of dis-ease. Uh, unexpressed creativity is not benign. It metastasizes. And this is why the Gospel of Thomas says, if you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. But if you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. Which is and, why so many people, when they're really gravely ill, will oftentimes start doing the things that they've always wanted to do but never did. And you find sometimes when they do that, their, their life starts, the life force starts kicking back in because in a very real way, life is kind of saying, if you're not going to fulfill the function that you're here for, you don't have a reason to be here. Nothing personal, but you don't. Just like what does a gardener do to a branch that's not blossoming? They prune it. Bloom or be pruned. What did Jesus do to the fig tree that wasn't producing figs? He cursed it and it died. Most Christians try to pass over that one. But that's, you know, this man of peace. How could he be cursing a fig tree? What a mean guy. But it's, a, it's all symbolic of you must fulfill your function in this ecosystem, like everything else in an ecosystem, or you're going to be taken out. And if not literally, little bit by little bit, you're going to stagnate like a tree, like a tree that's not producing fruit. It starts to rot, stagnate. It starts to rot. And eventually a good wind comes along or a storm and just takes it out. So, so that's what's happening. <clears throat> Again, it's not personal. It's not because you have karma or you're a sinner or all this nonsense from a false understanding of the, the real teachings. It's because you're not in alignment with the principle. Your life has stagnated. There's no more life circulating. And it's just simple math. You become a swamp and things begin to die. So that's why it, 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 it behooves us to make it the most important priority that we get clear on who am I, why am I here, how can I begin to live my life and give my gifts, and in every day and every way, how can I begin to lean into and live into the greatest version of myself? Mm -hmm. If you'll do that, you'll start generating life force again, and the systems will start getting back online again, and the divine power plant that you are will start lighting up again and production will get back up to capacity and you will start creating the life that you've been waiting for. And you're looking at God saying, God, when are you going to come? And God's like, why do you think I put you there? <laughs> well, I hope I'm not too late. You know, if for, I love to dance and um, you're not too late. 
There's no expiration date. I would close my bedroom door and the bathroom door. There'd be two doors and I'd close this bedroom door and the bathroom door and I would dance by myself in the bathroom night after night. And then one day I heard, you know, spirits say, honey, it's beautiful. I love it, but I've seen it. You know, the idea to share it. I didn't really do that. Well, I mean, when I would go out to a club, I would share it. You know, I would, and I'd even get up on the box <laughs> if, it was, if it was one of those songs that I had choreographed for myself. But now I'm sort of like, oh gosh, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm quite a bit older now and just don't know if that's the thing to do. But I don't know. I suppose it doesn't well, have to be perfect. And Yeah, 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 absolutely. <clears throat> it's not about you have to be on the cover of you know, Time Magazine as the world's greatest dancer on, on So You Think You Can Dance or, or you know, you got, America's Got Talent. But if that's a desire in you, if that's an impulse, um, without just being so bold, you must say yes to it. Well, that's now, an interesting if, separation of words. Like, I don't know if I would necessarily say it's a desire. It does feel like an impulse. Yeah. You know, like, like spirit yeah. pushing us to do certain things, even, even sometimes when we may not really think that that's something we want to do yeah absolutely it can be um but yeah you know you just start with lean in as far as you can to say yes to your yes Mm -hmm. because that inner impulse or yes or desire which means of the sire of the creative principle or of the father or of the creative principle it's telling you what's in you trying to get out and so you you have to give it vent in some way that's again starting the circulation even if it's just i'm going to put on music every day for five minutes or so and dance around just to experience it and i bet when you do that you feel joyful you feel great your body just comes alive right you probably feel (laughs) well why wouldn't you want to be doing that why wouldn't you want to be feeling that that energetic that aliveness that's your essence. And I'm getting chills even as I speak, which is when I'm coaching, is always a signal that we're on top of the truth. So you must find, as Howard Thurman said, don't ask the, what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and then do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And we are walking around like the walking dead. That's why we have all these zombies TV shows. It's a metaphor. It's a zeitgeist for the times. and and we're waiting for the times to change. We're waiting for somebody to save us. We're waiting for Jesus to come on a cloud. He's not coming, people. He did his thing. You're the second coming. He's waiting for you to now do the teaching, practice it, embody it, and role model it. So we have to say yes to our yes. We have to do what makes us come alive. That's what turns on the power plant. And suddenly you're going to feel so juicy, so excited, so inspired, That frequency is in integrity with the next stage of your own evolution. That's the radio station. And as you tune into that, the next wave is going to unfold. The next person you're supposed to meet, the next opportunity, the next idea. But it can't unfold if you're at the lower frequency. It doesn't exist there. So dance. You also (laughs) say, thank you. I I just might do that. I will do that. you had said at one point too, uh, life comes on a need to know basis. It doesn't give you much more information than what you need to take the next couple steps. And yeah. you know, I find that in dream work that we only receive dreams uh, in a, at a level in which we're ready to receive it. Yeah, you know, the universe isn't going to send us more than we can handle. So, um, yeah. so this is a growth experience. This experience of growing abundance. It's not like it's going to happen overnight. We're gonna we're gonna be prepared for whatever amounts we receive and those will continue to grow. Yeah. I mean, it it could happen overnight. Here's why it could happen because a lot of you have done a lot of work. You've prayed a lot, desired a lot, affirmed a lot, yearned a lot. And every time you've done that, you've activated the energy of abundance, but it's sitting in an escrow account and it's stuck there. And it's also creating problems in your life because that energy isn't circulating. And so it, it can wreak havoc. It's like a hose that you keep turning the water on, turning the water on, praying, affirming, desiring, turning up the pressure, but the hose has got all these kinks in it and it starts to spring leaks. But as soon as you unlock the hose and unkink it, it doesn't just go drip, drip, it goes. And so for some of you, when you read this and you follow this, because you've turned up the pressure so much, 
but you're all kinked up, when I help you get your channel aligned again and unkinked, you might discover, as many do right now in my current program, overnight, debt gets eliminated, new jobs show up, um, money starts to manifest. I mean, I'm seeing this happen every day right now. So it could happen overnight, but it also could be progressive or a little bit of both. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's powerful. Um, but don't delay. There's no expiration date on your dream. You know, the Chinese proverb, when's the best time to plant a tree 30 years ago? When's the next best time today, mm. right now? Right. And um, you can go to the abundanceprojectbook.com, <laughs> the abundanceprojectbook.com. Get the book, get all the extra coaching and mastermind support, and then check out the podcast of the same name while you're waiting and watch as this becomes the most abundant year of your life. Perfect. Well, unfortunately, we only have less than a minute left. And so um, I do encourage everybody to check that out at the abundanceprojectbook.com. I will certainly do so. And um, yeah, I really encourage you to get the book because this has been such an awesome interview. It's great to see your face and hear your enthusiasm and just how all these principles just roll off your tongue so naturally. It's also nice to, to read the book and go through it sequentially. It makes a lot of sense. And again, it's just written in such a way that's easy to take in and, and follow and practice. Yeah, so thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Derek. And oh, it's been my pleasure, truly. We'll look forward to seeing more of you out there. Exactly. I can't wait to see you dancing. Oh, uh, okay. I want to hold you to it now. And then Even the- if it's just in your kitchen, <laughs> dance. Do your Facebook lives, but start them off with a little twirl, a little dance, and then start your talk. Oh, no. And people will go crazy. They'll be like, I want to dance too. I want to sing. I want to do something. And you'll be the model because people are waiting to give, get permission that they can do what makes them come alive. And I just hope all of you, if you do nothing else, do something today that makes you come alive. Will do. It's a plan. It's agreed. Thank you again. Thank you. And to our audience, thank you again for joining us on Sacred Exploration. We'll be back next week with my guest, Roshana Evans, speaking to us of the butterfly effect and reinforcing a lot of what we learned today with Derek. So um, it's all good. We'll see you next week. Blessings as you go. Thank you so much for tuning in today for Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Oda. Be sure to listen to our program again next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your week.